Yeah. Let's go. We just gotta go hard. You are now listening to Sage from the Sage Outcast Studios. You are now listening to Sage from the Sage Outcast Studios. All right, we are back, and this is Sage from Sage Outcast Studios, and we are back at Subspace Odyssey Radio, uh, and I got a new guest on that I've worked with him before, and uh, we're pretty much partners doing some stuff. We, he runs his YouTube page, I kind of run mine, and then we we meet in the middle with a bunch of stuff, and we collaborate, and it's we've been having a great time doing it. But let me I'm finally bringing him on the radio show. Uh, this is Cam from Elysia Paranormal Explorations on YouTube. That's at E-P-E. 2023 if you want to look him up and, and give him subscribe um also just a quick shout out to one of my subscribers who sent me some of these bigfoot shirts and these are going to be my going thing so if you guys like the nice bright yellow uh or you guys want to suggest a shirt for me to wear i'll wear it as long as it's you know kid friendly uh, wife approved um this one was close with the yellow she almost didn't approve this one cam i almost got yelled at <laughs> so she won't let yeah. me wear it out in public so cam how is it going buddy Good, good, good. We, uh, well, as you know, yeah. Uh, about three weeks ago, I think about three weeks ago now, I'm just roughly asked, we had a viewer submission. Uh, a guy who owned a lot of property. Yeah. And uh, told, he's 72 years old. And I told you that already. Uh, elderly man lives alone, has a big piece of property, doesn't want to be disclosed, but said, hey, you want to come check out the property? I've got some trail cam stuff for you. I don't know how to get it off of all the, you know, the cards. And we did. Well, let's hold on uh, with that one. Let's let's hold on because before that, I actually challenged you to go out to a uh, cemetery and spend the night oh. in a haunted cemetery. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that because, to both of our surprises, to be completely oh, yeah. honest, um, you went out there and you had some interesting things happen. Why don't you? I want you to kind of tell the oh. about that first, and we'll roll into the next one. Well, to be completely honest, I thought it was going to be a complete flop. Well, thank you. Because, because, because it was, it was, it was, uh, I'm quite the skeptic. I think you have to be. Yeah. I think if you're just believe everything that's going to happen, then there's no, you know, so we went out there. I took a couple, uh, they're like my niece. She's like my niece and her boyfriend, uh, went out there. We had a new piece of equipment, mm -hmm. uh, the, the envoy. Um, I had a couple cat balls. I only used one of them. Um, as you know, we went out there before and really didn't get a whole lot. I'd right. been out there three uh, three times total, uh, pretty much all of a flop, and then it was the third trip out there, and it was absolutely, absolutely mind blowing. Like you could tell, you you've seen yeah. the footage. I, I didn't even know how to respond, um, but we got a communication from uh, uh, Mr. Bridgewater, Isaac Bridgewater. Yeah, because that's from, what was the cemetery you went out to? Which which one did you pick? Bridgewater. So it's Bridgewater and it, Cemetery. And where's that at? That's in Scottsburg, Indiana. Okay. And it and it's known as so it's it's listed on Indiana Ghost uh, Haunted Places. Yeah. The website as the most haunted. Now this is according to them most haunted uh, cemetery in Indiana. So of course I'm going to pick. Hey, let's go. Right. Um, I'd heard from a lot of people that 
not much activity, just a lot of kids like to go out there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've got, I got the most definitive proof in my, in my opinion, I'm not going to say, you know, other people might have different uh, opinions, but the more proof than I've ever gotten in my entire life <laughs> uh, of the paranormal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to set the stage. So basically somewhere around, I think it was like two o'clock in the morning, which they can in the witching hour, right? Yes. You went out and placed one of these cat balls on top of a specific headstone for a specific person. And mm -hmm. you started to ask yes or no questions. And then all of a sudden it lit up. And yeah, then the you said, ball. can you turn it off? And it would go off. Can you turn mm -hmm. it on? It would go on. And the Envoy, which is a digital Ouija board, basically yeah. said every time it would say yes. It would correspond with, with the cat ball. The cat ball. Now, which, which headstone did you pick? Isaac Bridgewater. And the, so the story behind Isaac Bridgewater, yeah. according, if you read up on this place, and I'm sure you guys should, um, is he kind of is like the kind of one of the overseers of mm -hmm. the graveyard. Uh, some people say, no, it's not. It's a grave further in the back, but it's, it's Bridgewater. He's like the patriarch of the family. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay. So I figured there's already been reports that they've had activity around that grave. Yeah. That that grave has uh, glo glows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, hey, let's go there. And it was almost immediate. I set, well, if you remember, I set the music box up. Yeah. I set the cat ball up and they would not turn off. I set them on uh, the, the, the music box on the gravestone next to Isaac's right. grave, then the cat ball on Isaac's grave. And initially it just would not turn off. Right. And that never happens because they're designed. You turn them on, they run for five seconds and then they reset. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. And that music box would not turn off until I had to physically go over and reposition it. Right. You 180'd it. Yeah, I basically 180'd it. The cat ball, same, same kind of thing. I moved it a little bit, and it finally turned off. And you'll right. see that in the video. And then that's when we put the envoy and started our questioning. And it was almost instantaneous. It, it started out a little bit finicky, and then I counted them. There was 13 responses mm -hmm. that were absolutely... Just like that, right? Like, and 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 the op, the envoy. If the ball lit up, that was yes. I'd established that. Turn the ball on if you're, you know. Yeah. The envoy would say yes, <laughs> and it was just like, and then it would turn off. There were certain questions I would ask where the ball would be running, mm -hmm. and then it would turn itself off, uh, off, and then back on again to really you know, solidify that yes response. Right, right. It, it was, I'm convinced the place is haunted by what I don't know. Yeah. But I know that I got a confirmation. Is this Isaac? Yes. Um, it, it was just, it was mind-blowing. It was probably one, so far in what I've been doing in the paranormal cryptid, uh, the, the most exciting I've done. Yeah. Almost a little bit scary, actually, because you, I mean, put yourself in those shoes. You know, mm -hmm. you're you're a skeptic. You get out there. Not a complete skeptic. Just I question things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get out there. You set this up. And now you get the second response. Oh, my. Third response. What do I say to that? And then fourth and fifth and so on. And it's like, okay, if this stuff's real, I'm standing in a graveyard with a presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and here and and this is some of the stuff, too, and I wanted to talk about. Like, And when I sent you out there, I didn't expect that. I expected you to, you know. Set up a tent, 
uh, turn the lights out and, be, and and then be nervous about every sound that went around you, right? I never expected, mm -hmm. but we 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 get we got the equipment. You had the equipment. Um, you had you know this goes this and this and this, and a lot of people start to question the equipment. Right. Not not the yeah. fact that, hey, well, you you had a fit, you know, not because we there was no a absolutely no hoaxing on this. This this was actually no. happening. Right. So then you get people that say, well, the equipment, blah, blah, blah. The equipment picks up, you know, uh, electricity in houses and for certain things and stuff. So yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about the ad equipment because you actually even ran some tests on the equipment that you have also so and and i know this gets you kind of wound up but just go ahead and be you <laughs> it does. go ahead and be you because i know this was another topic you wanted to talk about was the equipment used on some of this and then we'll go into the submission that was done by a viewer of a possible yeah. bigfoot so, so keep listening guys like we're gonna go from paranormal to to you know bigfoot stuff now so. it's all it's all relative though right yeah, like so it's all it's all the paranormal there's a lot um, like i said back with the equipment so the equipment that's used you, you want to kind of explain some of the tests that you did because of some of the youtubers that come out and say oh that doesn't work or that doesn't work and and we wanted to be well, you wanted to, to see yeah i did that for my own research yeah. i did i didn't do that to you know i had questions from people they were why are you testing this equipment? I mean, we know how it works. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, but do we? You know, yeah. do, do we really know how it works? So I, I thought to myself, here's, there's, a, I'm not going to name anybody. That's not what I want to do. I respect everybody and what they do. Yeah. Um, but I was like, here's the claims. Okay. So one of the claims was uh, specifically when it comes to a K2 meter um, rim pod you're familiar with these and most right and kind of explain it's the people who won't the k2 measures what it measures and how the rim pods so and i'll show some some video electro electromagnetic field now you can have a temperature spike you can also have a movement spike you can have all that right yeah barometric pressure all these things can take a uh, take effect right um but the claim was by some youtubers was the k2 is very faulty the cat balls are very faulty along with the REM pod, because if there's electricity anywhere around that, mm -hmm. a cell phone, or, you know, a lot of paranormal investigators will use walkie-talkies on, you know, so they can communicate, Yeah, that it would set it off. You would get a false positive. So I'm sitting here thinking, and I'd never done this before. I, I'm, I'm, on my life, I'd never tested this stuff before, and I'm like, Okay, let's put it to scrutiny. Let's put it up to the scrutiny. Right? And I'll be like, honest, I really haven't seen a lot of people test it, if any. No. Okay. Well, that, why why wouldn't you then? If you have questions, if you're going to go out there and make a statement, okay, mm -hmm. in the paranormal community, I'm sorry, I know I get a little bit harsh. It's, it's all right. But uh, okay, if you're going to make a statement, if I'm going to come over to your channel, yeah, uh, you know, uh, 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 and say, hey, that's fake. Yeah. I. I have the burden of proof now. I better have some kind of uh, intelligence or have done some research to where I can show you how that works and where it might be faulty. Yeah. Okay. But I, I see. see that. Yeah. But I see a lot of people, they're just saying, what it seems like to me is every paranormal investigator wants to be the most legitimate. Mm. Well, I'm more qualified because I've been doing it 12 years, or I'm more qualified because I went to school for uh, electrical engineering, or I'm more yeah. qualified. The list goes on at nauseum, right? Yeah. But it's like, no, I have never seen anybody 
There may be somebody else out there that's done it. I'm not saying there's not. But from what I've seen, nobody did what I did and took. So what I did is I took, you've seen it. Well, yeah. I took the REM pod. I took the cat ball. Uh, there was another one, the a Boo bear. bear. Yeah, the Boo Bear. Yep. Which is another REM pod-like thing. And a K2. And, I, and a K2. And I put them all to the test. I laid them out on a piece of plywood in my backyard. I ran... 120 volt, the thick extension cord. Yeah. Um, all the way out. I had not one cell phone, but two cell phones laying on that table. Right. And then I had a 10 watt ham radio, which is way more powerful than a walkie talkie. I wanted yeah. to go above and beyond, right? Yeah. 10 watt antenna, the whole. And every one of them I tested, which you guys, if you look at my channel or Sage can share, you know, whatever. Yeah. None of them went off except one, and it was the Boo Bear with the ham radio. Keyed up. Right. And, and did you have right to key with, it up? Did you have to key the radio up for it to go off, or did you just? Oh, yeah. To, I had to key the radio up, okay. and I had to pretty much touch Boo Bear with it for it to go off. The cat ball did not malfunction to electricity right next to it, an inch away from it. Yeah. 120 volts. The cell phone call. Because that's how it happens. This phone calls this one. And you put it in the middle. It has. Yeah. You okay. It, that didn't respond to none of the devices. The K2 did not activate. The REM pod did not activate. The only thing that did was Boo Bear with a ham radio. So I did that mainly for myself. Yeah. When I go out to these places, if there's high transmission power lines, let's say a mile away, what's the likelihood of them setting off my K2? Mm. Zero. There might be a point zero zero, you know, one yeah, percent yeah. chance of an anomaly, but it basically confirmed Bridgewater. Sorry to go back to Bridgewater, but it does. Yeah. Every piece of equipment I was using at Bridgewater would have not been manipulated by outside interference. Not the distance that it was. And yeah. I literally looked into it. The nearest cell phone tower was five miles away. Five miles. Right. And the nearest it's not, it, and so basically, it, you're on a tombstone, and was there lighting? Was there overhead lighting at, at the time, or was it just your lights? No, it was so just it's my a, camera light. It's a dark cemetery. There's no, like, lit it's pathway black. or anything. All right. No power, no light poles, nothing. There's no power poles that even run out there. Okay. Uh, it, it was, so, my thing behind it was, I got a little aggravated. I did, because we spend a lot of time mm -hmm. researching. I mean, you know... And then you've got people out there saying, not to me, nobody said it to me really, right. but th this thing can't be trusted, or this is not a good device. This is, you know, blah, blah. okay, prove it to me. I did to you, right? Like, yeah. And that's what I did. And I think there were a lot of people that had a negative uh, look on that, what I did. I don't know why. It was maybe because they looked at it, was I exposing the equipment for being a fraud? Because what I actually did was prove that it works as, as, as advertised. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's why I did that stage. It yeah. Was, and I thought was, that was great because it, it, you know, it basically said there's a, a lot of YouTubers were saying different things. So I thought it was great that somebody went out there and plopped 120 pop, you know, plugged in power line on top of it. And you even had like a, a light or something showing that that thing was powered, right. That you were, yes. that you were touching. So everybody, it, uh, I don't, can't remember what it's called, but yeah, there was power through that. So I thought that was a good, you know, a good example to the equipment because, 
you went then, or, or you know, you went to Bridgewater and said, "All right, let's let's use this stuff," and it went off. Yeah, it was going on and off, almost on command, uh, and matching the uh, the envoy, and and that was one of your first. You know, like I said, uh, you know, I challenged you to go out there, but that was one of your true one of your a re, a first real with equipment investigation. Investigations. <laughs> well, that I actually recorded. I mean, right. I, and I've I've done this just to be clear. I had been doing paranormal investigations, if you will, for years right. here and there. You know, I'd, I'd had a little experience with certain things uh, <clears throat> before the equipment. And I do want to say this because before all this equipment, yeah. now I trust the equipment. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a believer in the equipment. It yeah. does what it's designed to do. I proved it. You can argue with it all day. Yeah. But the proof is there. I tested it. All, pretty much to the point of damaging Boo Bear. <laughs> yeah. So think, yeah, Boo Bear might have to be replaced. You might have you might yeah. have w- wiped him out. Yeah, I think I kind of damaged Boo Bear, but I did the, before. Then it was more real objects. Yeah. You know, I would put a ball, a regular ball, uh, or I would ask questions and use a video, a, a, a digital audio recorder. It was more looking for real responses, uh, real movement that I could see or catch on camera. Because I'll be honest, before then, I was a skeptic of a lot of this equipment. Yeah. So when I say that I did this more for myself, that's true. I wanted to test what I was using Mm -hmm. so that myself and my viewership, whoever that may be, had faith in what I was doing. Yeah. If I I got a response, they're like, oh, well, I mean, there's a 99.9% chance that was what it was. Um. But what, what I want to go on to, and I know this is kind of, it's, I see a lot of paranormal cryptid hunters, the whole UFO people. Yeah. They're just bashing one another. Yeah. We're, we're all out here to find answers to, to questions unanswered, mm-hmm. right? Like, what good do you think you're doing? Now, there's clearly people out there, I guess, if you're uh, qualified to say they're, they're faking something or they're, they're lying about something. Okay, show proof. But what good do you think you're doing when you're delegitimizing somebody else? You know, and we can clearly see all you're trying to do is elevate yourself as like the, you know, the end all be all to paranormal. And that's what I see going on. There was multiple reasons I did what I did. I'm confident in my equipment now. I don't care if somebody else is. Um, But yeah, it was. Again, I will say, I told, tell my wife, you've heard me say that, like, and I'm not one to sit there and tell normal people because, let's be honest, they'll look at you like you're a quack job. Like, what? You did, you did what? You talked to a ghost? Oh, come on. You know? Yeah. So I'm not one to go out just to everybody and say, hey, check this out. You know, especially close family and friends. I kind of stay quiet. But now I'm pretty damn confident. I'll go up to somebody and be like, oh, you don't believe me? You watch it. And then tell me what you think afterwards. And if you doubt the equipment, here's my three videos on that. Explain yeah. that off, you know, <laughs> and, have, and, that off. and when you showed them have, what what's usually the response, like even when your wife saw it, what, what is it? What was the response when they saw that? Well, uh, my, my wife, because yeah. you know this, I called you almost immediately. I was yeah. excited. I, yeah, you I, called I, me and you're like, you ain't gonna believe this crap. I'm like, All right, you're not you're go. not going to believe this. And it was about the same thing I told my wife. I was. um. I showed her actually, yeah. you know, after we got, and she pretty much was speechless, 
you know, like the look of excitement on your face. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't really ask her what, you know, okay, what are you thinking? But I know my wife. I've been with her you, almost a decade. We've been married, you know, so it was like, you could tell she was like, oh, is there something to this? You know, it got yeah. the wheels turning. Um, with me, well, you can hear Mackenzie that was with me that night. Yes. She actually started getting scared. She said, Cam, don't piss it off. Like she was being serious. She backed up. A and um, I think it, for all of us, it was, this is really possible. Yeah. If that's all I can say today, that, that's what I will. It is this is definitely uh do ghosts exist? I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. Uh, you know, uh I think my wife's there. I think Yeah, because even uh Moshe when I showed when I showed my wife, um, and she took a look at it. And then the first one she's like, Okay, well that's okay, wait a minute. Okay, hang on a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> so as the first one you right. kind of get that, well, okay, I you know, that's the fifty fifty there. Uh twenty five seventy five. Okay, now hang on a second, right? So you're like, so when the odds start to come down, I'm like, hang on, hang on, watch this, watch this, hang on, because when you watch it, it's like, you know, turn it on, it goes on. Okay, then can you turn it off? It goes off. And then the ovulus, which is on another headstone separate from it, is saying, yes. Right. Yes. You know, or then, and then if he says turn it off and it doesn't, it says no. I'm like, okay, this well, is, let's bring up another point too. And this, this is what really, this is what really blew my mind was, so you could see it in the video. We didn't post that part of the video, just a couple seconds of it. I, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is, this is too good to be true. Right. right. I'm not saying it, but I'm thinking in my head, holy, sh this is way too good to be uh, true. Yeah. So I take the cat ball and I move it to another gravestone that's right next to it. Correct. Nothing. Yeah, it didn't go off. I put it back on Isaac's gravestone. Same exact spot. There was like this little, I, I don't, you know, like a divot, divot. in the yeah. granite. Yeah. Nothing. So you mean to tell me for, what was it, nine minutes and yeah. 50 odd seconds, About we that, got yeah. over a dozen responses. Yeah. From two devices that confirmed one another. Correct. I move it and move it back. Now we get zero. Absolute zero. Yeah. Not even an anomaly. Dead. I, I was just like, uh, to this, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so, I don't know. So this was one of our first encounters, right? And this is, this is one of the things that he went out. Then you went on a second encounter that... Again, the first one was, you know, a paranormal investigator's dream. Like, holy crap. You know what I mean? And then the second one, although it was a good investigation, you didn't, it was a normal investigation. It wasn't like you're getting this every single time you go out. So then right. you went out to um, Scott. No. What was the one? Scott, the it's the Scott County Heritage Museum. Yes. Uh, so it was a poorhouse. And a lot of you guys have probably heard the term poorhouse. Basically, if you were, uh, if you were destitute back in the 1800s, even up until the early 1900s, uh, it was kind of like an old-time welfare system. Yeah, They would put you into one of these houses. You didn't have a family member to take care of you. And you would work. They would feed you. They would house you. Um, it, it was kind of like a, a prison in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but you were taken care of. 
And um, we went there. I started reading into it, and I, I talked to you briefly about this. And we're still actually, Sage and I are actually still working on this, tying the two places together because right. there is a, – it's interesting to me. So anyway, I started reading around, and I'm like, oh, man, the most haunted mansion in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Some places, okay. I mean, other people. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what better place? I put my deposit down. I was like, hey, I want to go check this out. Without glorifying it too much, it was almost a dud as far as activity goes. Right. Uh, it, it was. It was. Um. Very cool experience. I definitely. Uh, I don't know if it was just a place being old. There was a lot of horrific things that happened there. I explained that in the video. Um in the interview portion with Lynn. Um, but yes, yeah, so the point you're getting at is it's not like this happens all the time. <laughs> it, it, it was like, I, in my mind, I expected the museum to really have a good turnout. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because there's been some, there's been some major names in there, folks. Like it, it ghost hunters have been in there. <laughs> like there's been some big paranormal investigators in there. So, I was honored, number one, and I was excited, number two. I was mm-hmm. just like, this place is going to turn something out. And it was, there was a little bit, as you'll see in the video. We got a lot of, the noise scared me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can hear it in the video, but I was standing in the hallway. And I turned the, ca- I panned the camera to go down the hallway. I'm mm-hmm. talking to Lynn. And everybody gets quiet for a second. And you can hear at the end of the, I, I enhance the audio, like somebody banging around in the back of the building. Right. And we're all standing still. We're right there. You could see us, you know, cause I just panned and I was like, I don't remember what I said in the video, but I'm like, there is definitely activity in here. Mm-hmm. I just don't think what Lynn said, and some of you guys may or may not agree with this, but I do ghosts. If they don't know you, and this is what Lynn told me at, at the end of the night. He was like, if the ghosts don't know you, he goes, I've noticed they really aren't that active for people. Mm. It's almost like they get comfortable. Like with him, he says, I get paranormal stuff happen to me all the time. But he goes, I think it's because I work here. Right. They know who I am. I'm, I'm, it's, that's their home, right? Even in the afterlife, that's their home. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was mostly uh, very, very quiet. Uh, with the exception of a few things, some tapping noises. Um, and I remember talking to you after that, too, and I'm like, oh, I was kind of disappointed. Because mm. uh, I remember telling you after the graveyard, I was like, did I really just go out yeah. for my first time in film and get the best I'll probably ever get? Because if that's the case, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to be so frustrating because it's a, a lot of people. And you've watched some paranormal channels. They'll spend five, ten years going to location after location after location, and maybe one percent of the time get what we got at Bridgewater. Right. You know, most of the time it's it's it, it, yeah. So I mean, the museum though it was. Uh, I'd say we got experiences there. Mm-hmm. Definitely got some audio. Um, but Bridgewater to this point, it, it definitely amazing. And to end the, this part that out, Lynn told me in the interview that a lot of people that died there at the museum mm-hmm. 
were either buried at the Scottsburg Cemetery or they were buried at Bridgewater. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, man, do you think some of the activity at Bridgewater probably coincides with activity at that museum? I mean, the people, I don't believe personally that a ghost stays in one position. I know there's a lot of people that do. Why would they? You know, why, like, I've heard that if they die somewhere and they're buried, well, well, then they're stuck to that graveyard. Right. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's how that works. That's just my opinion. But for some reason in my head, I was like, if I can find a couple of the people that were buried in that cemetery, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't want to give too much away because that's a future project that I wanted to add to that, but I've got some paperwork and it's looking pretty good. That's what I'll say. Okay. Um, where those those two locations will be directly tied together. And I'm going to go ahead and say, just me personally, the activity in both places are probably the same people in the afterlife. Like I, To me, I thought it would be pretty cool. Whoa, Isaac's here, but then I investigated here and he's here also. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about Bridgewater still to this day. <laughs> no, and that's... Uh, and and that's you know that, that was a big deal like I said because this was our first one I'm like hey I challenge you to go out there and and head out there and do that and then we had some things that kind of we had to you know there was some logistical things and there were some things that fell through and we got other stuff rocking and rolling and we got it all done and and so just to pull the the video that you pulled I was I was like okay this is amazing yeah. this is this we're on to something here and then oh yeah like you said it doesn't but it doesn't happen all the time right and 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 if it does that's weird you know and you got a bunch of people saying every single time they go out something happens it well it doesn't well do you right. want me to give you one that's not related but it was one I, I i did record it it's on my youtube channel it was actually the first one i recorded and i i don't know if i still have the live up but i was so shaken by it uh so there's this day it's a place called bonnell that's that's about you know 10 miles from where I live. And uh, it was an old train track that was put in back in the in 1930. Right. And in 1930, the, uh, the state of Indiana brought in Irish slaves. I know you guys don't hear that much, but it's documented and true. Irish people came over and mm -hmm. they were put in work camps. And they built this, this train uh, trestle, the embankments and all this. And there was a lot of camps down there. Um, so very cool place for history. There's a lot of haunting activity down there because a lot of those men died because of the wintertime conditions. Mm -hmm. They were malnutrition, all this. So I thought one day, hey, I'm going to start going down there. <clears throat> so there's a day I'm driving down the access road. It's slightly paved, and it was about fall time. The leaves were off the trees, and I looked down this side hill, and there's this house sitting down there. Creepiest house. I <laughs> it was like seriously dilapidated, right? And I'm like, oh my, I wonder, I wonder who owns that. So I go home. A couple days later, I take my wife and my oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. And I bring them. I pull off on the side of the road. I've got my Canon camera. That's all I have. I don't have a light. I don't have anything. I just got this camera. And uh, I get out. I say, I'll be right back. And she's like, don't you know this is somebody's property? Or I was like, I don't care. I got to get, I got to go check this out. Walk down the hill. And I get to the corner of the house. The doors are off the house. The windows are busted out. It's right along a railroad track, so I'm sure there's a lot of, what do they call them, dirty kids that, that hop the trains? Yeah. They, they probably stay in it. You know, there's shoes. And, and I'm walking towards the front of this house, like diagonally to the front doorway, 
and I hear a loud knock. And I'm probably about 15 feet away from the house. Well, my first instinct's like, oh, it's probably an animal in there or something. You know, the doors are off. It's mm -hmm. a wooded area. And um, this is going to sound crazy, but it, it, I'm just being honest. <laughs> so I continue to back up. I, I shouldn't even say continue. I kind of quickly backed up. Like mm -hmm. I was like, oh, knocking the house. I don't want some animal to come out and attack me or a rabid raccoon. Right. And I get my guts back up again. And I go walking and I get about, I don't know, three, four foot away from the door. I'm trying to get to look into this house. I want to see, you know, is the floor. And the knock happens again. No hesitation. I take off running. And I run about halfway up that hill. And I'm yelling at my wife, babe, because <laughs> it, it was cold out. The sunroof on the car was open and I was hoping she would hear me. She didn't hear me. And, um, I turned to look back at the house, and I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but there are sometimes, uh, is it called a premonition, or you get like a mental vision? Mm -hmm. And I look back at the house, and I can't make what just happened here, because it was only one knock. And in the future, I found out the whole floor is wood. So if it was a deer, you would have heard those hooves across the whole floor. You would have heard multiple knocks. This was yeah. just knock one time, knock again. And I turn to look at the house and I get this vision. I'm not seeing it. It's just mental of like an old man that's angry, like get out of here. And, um, I left because it, it was getting dark. It was like at sunset. I called one of my friends when I got back to the house and I was like, this was crazy. Maybe I'm just scared. You know, it is a creepy place. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, I was told that the visions aren't necessarily, um, something to ignore. Right. Sometimes we as humans, we, we are able to sense we're not wanted here or we are wanted here or there's something just not right here. So I went back uh, a year later, which is the video that's on my YouTube channel, and uh, walk into the house. I go to film it. It was a daytime one. I come through that doorway. This is the first time I'd actually come through the doorway. I stepped foot in the house. And I didn't hear this while I was there that way, that day in editing is where I heard it. You know, when you're watching the video at home right? and there was, there was three knocks, dunk, 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 like knocking on a door. And I put it in the video. I don't remember hearing these three knocks and I proceed walking through the house. I get to the other end of the house by the other door. And it sounds like an animal clunking around running, running. But it only happens, you hear it for a couple seconds. Mm. That's when I left that house and I was gone. And it took me, I think, another few months to actually go in at night. And I did a night investigation in there. Uh, and we got some EVPs. Nothing like Bridgewater. Right. But, um, but uh, very scary. It was a very, that was a scary one to me. Even though there wasn't Bridgewater confirmation... It was one of the places, probably equivalent to Bridgewater. I got a very uneasy feeling, and it, it was—I don't know. It, it that's what really got me fired up right there. Is another thing. It was like, man, I got to look into this. Like, there's there's something to this. Why did I feel that way? Mm -hmm. Where are these knocks coming from randomly? Randomly in this house that's not been lived in in probably eighty years. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, it's, I just want to throw that in there. It was, a, that was probably the first time where I was like, I got to keep, I got to do this. Yeah. Cause that was just, but that was just you running down there basically recording with cam. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you but know. it, it turned out a feeling and noises that was convincing enough to me. This needs to be looked into. And then it just goes again to Bridgewater. Then when that Bridgewater happened, it was like, there is definitely something to this. Right. In my opinion, <laughs> it blows your mind. Hmm. So from there, and then, and of course you're putting out the videos and, and you know, we, we kind of partner up and say, yeah, I'm interested in this stuff. And, We'll go kind of this route. I'll go this route. You go this route. And like I said, we'll collaborate on a bunch of stuff too. So from there, and we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pander this in. One, you're like, okay, I'm interested in this stuff. And you start to get, you start to put in for your studio, right? You start to put a lot of work in your studio. Mm. But then somebody kind uh, reaches out to you and says, I have something I want you to check out. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I got, basically. And he kind of, they, he reached out to you. Now he doesn't want. We're not going to say where the property is or anything like that because he's not looking. He's an older gentleman. Doesn't want you know a zillion people stomping on his property and and stuff like that, not knowing. Right. But, but kind of a one of those friend of a friend of a friend situation type things. He's like, okay, you, you know, because he somebody watched your stuff and at least saw that you are legitimately checking things. Right. You're legitimately right. checking stuff. So what did you get? Uh, uh, how did somebody reach out to you and, and how did that go? Well, so be, uh, uh, let me go ahead and like preface if that's the right word. This it is, I've noticed it's a lot of people, a lot of people. And I haven't even been doing this, I guess, officially for very long. But a lot of people I talk to, like the museum, yeah. and I'll get to that, I'll get to this, but I wanted this. It's not uncommon for people to say, hey, I've got this, but please don't mention me. Um, and there's, there's good reason for that. Lynn at the museum told me um, there was a woman that was hurt there. I won't say any names. Badly hurt uh, to a paranormal event. They actually had a, re a, a paranormal demonic, uh, uh, what do they call them, say, um, Somebody from the Catholic Church, the d demonic people. Ex to come or or yeah, there you go, exorcists. They exorcist. had a team of those come in from an actual church on the 18th of August, which was just the next week after I was there, mm -hmm. um, to look into it. And I will give you guys an update. It was determined there's something uh, demonic in that building by the exorcist. Um, but that woman doesn't want her name known because I know her professional field, but you don't want that getting back to the state police or the courthouse where you work. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 you, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're kind of looked at as you're a crazy person. Yeah. Okay. And I get it. That was the first time I ran into it. Cause man, did I want that story in that museum um, piece video? I did. Absolutely. I would want that. It's a great uh, happening, but I can't do it. I have to respect these people. And I've found in my short time doing this and reaching out to people, yeah, we'll let you come here, but we don't want to be brought up. And a lot of people want to take away from the legitimacy of that story because they won't put themselves out there. That doesn't mean anything. So to get onto this one, mm -hmm. 
I got an email. I, I put my email on my uh, for, YouTube yeah, page. For submissions. For, for people to submit. Yes. If you want to tell me something or you've got something, I, I'm interested in doing that too. I'll come and help you if I can, right? I want to come look at it. But um, I got an email. Uh, I'm not going to give a name, but it was uh, he is a 72-year-old man that owns a very big piece of property. And he does not know how to send it to me because initially I was like, hey, send it to me. Because at first, I don't know where this person's from. I'm just assuming they're kind of close by. Yeah. Or, you know, but can you send it? I don't know how to do that. So I'm assuming uh, he had his somebody help him do it. I didn't go into detail with him about it. But he goes, I have a couple trail cams. He was trying to catch people illegally deer poaching on his land. Mm -hmm. uh, he told me there was a time he walked back into the woods and found a shot shell, like a shotgun shell. Yeah. Uh, so he knew people were back there, obviously, with guns without permission. So he put up a trail cam, a, you know, and wanted to try to catch these people. And this is, I found that out, but he contacted me email. We agreed. I said, okay, then I'll come out there and check it out. He gave me permission. Uh, I have the video on my channel the day I went and got the, the, the actual card from him. Um, and when I seen it, uh, just to jump right in, to me, it does not look like a hunter. Um, it, it, I know the area now because what I didn't realize is when I walked through the day I had that SD card, I actually ended up walking exactly through where it had been picked up mm -hmm. or roughly. Um, but uh, just, another, just another thing, and I, I remember telling you this. Actually, when we first started talking, Bigfoot was one of the things I was kind of on the fence about. Yeah. And now it was, it's, it's more, the more I've talked to you and other people about it and other researchers, and now this, it's like, uh, there might be something to this. Right. Uh, and, and just to add to it, in the location where he's at, which I will show in the future, many reports dating back to the late 80s uh, on the I, uh, IBRO. Uh, Indiana Bigfoot Research Organization website. Yeah. They've got a list of all the people that have called in and made these reports. And I pulled up over a dozen reports in the one county he's in. Uh, so again, is it all, is it all a smoke screen or is there something to this? Yeah, you know what and, I mean? And we, we, we kind of excited about this. So cam, so basically he on the trail cam and, and, and I'll, I'll show some of the footage here. There is something walking through the woods that the trail cam picks up. It is definitely upright. Um, and, you know, so we put it out there and some people, I had one person come back and said, oh, that's a hunter. You know, and I'm like, it could it be? It could have been, right? And, and I, and, and, and look, you, you see that when you see stuff like this, and I, I'm always under the, the um, here's the, the premise in which I look at, right? It's you get evidence for something and then you investigate, and you find out what it right. is, right? Exactly. Does this guy have any reason to lie? You know, to lie? Like I said, I, I don't believe he did. Like I said, he was a, he's an older gentleman. He's got a, a larger piece of property. You know, people are on there walking and stuff, and he finds a bunch of you know signs because it wasn't just a shell. There was some bedded areas um, and and things like that. And then you went out there and also found um, an animal carcass, not a car, an animal bones. It was actually bones of an it, animal that looked to all, be all intact. All it intact. hadn't been carried off. Uh, if you 
just a second though. And that did, you'll see that in the video where I'm like, oh wow, this is interesting. Yeah. You just walked upon it. You just walked up on it. I walked up on it. I didn't expect to come up on that. I was, I was just walking around trying to, I found the first bone to something you'll see in, in the video and I'm walking, walking, and I'm actually just focusing on talking to you guys in the camera, you know, you guys recording the video. And I happen to look over and I'm like, my God, why is this tree completely? There's this huge tree that's down. Yeah. And it's got these little berries on it. So I walk over to the tree and I'm like, I don't know what kind of berries these are. And I pop up and there's this bedded down area. And I, I described, I'm like, wow, there's a bedded down area. There's this knocked down tree. The leaves are still green. So this, you know, I don't know how long ago it happened. And then I'm like, oh my God. Look at this, guys. And I turned the camera around, and there's a whole animal carcass. And it's I mean, either a dog or a coyote. Um, yes. It's that that type of skull is basically what it is. So it's definitely not, you know, it, it's something to that aspect. And like I said, is it a dog or coyote? It could be a dog, you know, and, and it could be a coyote. But the, And the issue is, like I said, it's all in one spot. It's all in one area. Um, nothing was dragged off or separated. You know what I mean? Like that. It was all in that area. So I found that. And that was just you going out to meet the guy and the guy basically saying, here's basically where I had the cameras. And, and yeah. you're like, hey, well, can I walk around for a little bit and see if there's anything else? And he's like, you know, probably, you know, have at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all it was. I, I got the card. As you can imagine, he's an elderly guy and it was, it is a big piece of property. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I had already had permission. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to go check it. Okay. And I, I didn't know where the hell I, you know, where I was going. And, um, the, I, I just want to say something else about the animal carcass. Yeah. Anybody that's ever done any research into Bigfoot. Okay. And, and there's a lot of people I I've even watched a lot of shows. A big problem with Bigfoot is people reporting that their animals are going missing. Yeah, it, it, you know, their dog that, you know, they'll have like uh, hunting dogs or something in, in cages on their property and they'll come out and they'll be like, hey, my uh, the cages are open and a couple of my dogs are missing. I can't find them. Mm -hmm. uh, this I didn't say it on the camera that day, but you're, you have kind of this Rolodex in your mind of everything you've ever heard. And as I'm looking at this, it's obviously canine of some sort, right? Cor correct. But, correct. Yeah, I was like. I knew of several dogs in our area in the past few years that went missing, two Siberian Huskies and a boxer. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I can't prove it, but there's definitely, what I'm getting at is there's definitely between the bedded down area, the animal carcass that none of the bones were carried off. You can see in the video, there's the spine, here's the skull, the pelvic bone, everything's still there which is not normal to be seen because normally when you go find bones, they're drug off. The animals will dra dra drag, uh, drag off. off pieces of the animal. Yeah. So what that told me is obviously there's, there's a predator here that's big enough to keep the smaller scavengers away. Mm -hmm. um, the tree being knocked down, the dogs that have went missing in, in the area, you know, in the area, the County we live in, right. Um, all these things kind of came together and I'm like, it's possible. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. Plus we've had over a dozen Bigfoot sightings in the past 30 years, over a dozen. Um, it just blew my mind. You could tell in the video that I, I was taken by it. It's, <clears throat> I'm not acting in my videos. I'm just genuinely out there. Like what's going on. Right. And, and, and so 
Yeah, that was very interesting. And as you know, uh, uh, there's a nighttime coming up. <laughs> um, I am nervous about that. I'm not going to lie uh, because you know this, but a lot of my mm -hmm. viewers may not know this. I do everything by myself. 90% of everything I do, I'm out there by myself. If, if I'm in the middle of a, a, a state forest or state land in a cave somewhere at midnight, chances are I'm doing it on, on my own. Um, but definitely, if we're talking about the Bigfoot Sasquatch, um, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> very interesting. And you know this. You've, pro you've looked into it a little bit. I know you've been in contact with a couple people from Indiana. Um, Indiana is kind of overlooked, but it is a hotbed for, for Sasquatch sightings. It, it just is. Um, um, yeah, it, it was something. I think that if the question is, do I think the footage is real or yeah, I'd say that it's, I'm, I'm 99% there. I'm 99% there. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So when I watch, here's the thing too. When, when I, when I watch the footage, you're always going to, that first thing is like, okay, what is that? What could it be? What could it not be? So a lot of times people are geared towards, Hey, it is because they want it to be. And that's, that's fine. Right. But, and then some people who just be like, no, it doesn't exist. That's a hunter and that stuff like that. You're going to get that also. I think a lot of times, and, and we'll talk about this on the second part of the show. I think that watching the footage and there's no editing to the footage other than zooming in on it. Right. 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 Um, so that, so basically that's just, okay, here's, and of course, you know, and, and take just shortening the clip to make it just a clip. So it's not 17 million videos. Um, you, the zooming in on something that's moving through the woods, standing up, uh, I don't, I didn't see, it could have been a hunter. It could have, I've never seen, uh, Bigfoot style ghillie suits, but Hey, you never know. Self-made, maybe some, usually, you know, ghillie suits are, are, are leafed. Um, I, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, to, to see that I, it put you on a, it put me on a part that's like, okay, I don't want to confirm or deny here, but it's definitely something to look into. Right, it's well, definitely it, something to look into. I'll I'll even pull this up, uh, and 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 because this is, and I told you this a couple times, and this is also something I look into facts, right? Yeah, percentage rate. What are, what is so one thing I just want to tell everybody: what is the percentage of the world population as far as bipedal, upright walking human beings that exceed seven feet tall? I it, it, couldn't tell you. Right here, 2,800 people in the world. So let's say 3,000. seven foot and above. Let's say so 3,000 3, people in yeah. the world. That's not just the United States. That's the world. The percentage is actually 0.000038% of the world are seven foot tall. Okay? Yeah. So basically, with just using that, and you can look that up. You can, it's known knowledge. What are the chances of one of these? We'll round up three thousand people being in this guy's back property, in uh, in a hunting suit that I've never seen before. You're definitely so, narrowing it down a little bit. I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, we're gonna let's narrow it down. Let's be yeah. 
Let's very use few, logic here. Very few. Very, the chances of somebody, uh, uh, three, one of 3,000 people in the world wearing a furish type ghillie suit uh, in this guy's backyard. Of all places. Of all places. In Indiana. is pretty damn low, I would say. I'd say it's pretty right. low. And then, and then you're talking about, let's pull another point, okay? Yeah. I think it's pretty well known at this point, because I've even expressed this concern with you, Sage. It's yeah. like, you know... I don't even want to be out in the woods like this. I've told Sage this. It's hunting season. Yeah. Right? Like I, I I don't I don't want to be out in the woods yeah. with a bunch of not everybody's a maniac, but there's there are people that should not be hunting. Correct. And I'm out in the woods. I don't want to get risk getting shot or a hunting dog attacking me. So not only three thousand people in the world that are this height, yeah, they're dressed up in a suit. During hunting season, when they could be killed, I, I, I'm sorry. It starts to really bottleneck it down to, could it be a human? Yes. I just think it's highly improbable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, what incentive does somebody have to do that? First off, he didn't even go into this looking for anything other than somebody illegally on his property. Right. Trespassers. Trespassers. Basically. So you mean to tell me that that trespasser. Hang on. Let's do this. We're coming up to a break here. We're coming up to a break because on the other side of this break, your next explorations, you went out and did some arithmetic and some measuring. Oh, yeah. And we came oh, yeah. out. We're not going to stay here. You're going to have to catch us on the other side of, of the commercial. You you actually confirmed the height of this, and we, we're, we're hinting at it through these, through these statements, but we actually confirmed <laughs> the height. So stay tuned. We're going to come right back from, this, from the commercial break over here, and we're going to talk about the second part of this that he actually went out and did a, a little bit more investigating. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sage Outcast Studios. We're talking here with Cam from Elysia Exploration. I'm sorry, Elysia Paranormal Exploration. Ele Elysium. Elysium. Expanor. Yeah, whatever. Elysium yeah, it's the Paranormal Exploration. I'll edit that. And you're listening to us on Subspace Odyssey Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sage from Sage Outcast. And I've been in the logistics and trucking field for over 20 years. And for 12 of those 20 years, I've been dealing with the same factoring company. It's a great factoring company, and they've given me the opportunity to give you guys a fantastic factoring deal. It's with a factoring company that is both established with a bank and traded on the stock market, so you don't have to worry about them going under. Also, it's a factoring company that will give you a fantastic rate on your carrier and brokerage. So when it's time to grow your company to that next level, don't go with a factoring company that won't give you an opportunity to bring your brokerage on also. Go ahead and shoot me an email with your contact information, and I'll go ahead and reach out and hook you up with one of the best factoring companies out there. All right, we are back from that commercial break, and you listen to Sage Outcast Studios, and I'm with Cam, and we are on Subspace Odyssey Radio, and we're, about to, we're talking Bigfoot now. We rolled in from some paranormal investigations he did uh, on the spirit-slash-ghost side, uh, and now we're rolling into a subscriber submission or a person that submitted some a video to him to take a look at. And now we're talking Bigfoot. We're rolling into Bigfoot here, possibilities of Bigfoot. So we're just talking about the height and the possibilities of a human being a specific height. Because your next part of investigation is you rolled back out there and wanted to do some further research because you're going to go out there a, couple, a bunch of times because mm -hmm. you're, you're seriously going to investigate this area. 
But you did some measurements according to the video. And let me go back and do this. So basically the video is a trail cam image, trail cam video of something walking from a path into the woods and cuts across some trees and then cuts up. Yes. Okay. So from there, you decided to roll out because, you know, you're going to be looking for, obviously, the, the, you know, fur, prints, you know, the common stuff that you would look, at, look for to basically, you know, track an animal. You want to find out what, you know, just an animal tracking type stuff. Right. And you took yourself a tape measure and some, did some tape measuring. What did you come up with the tape measuring? So before I get to the exact measurement, yeah. um, what you can't see in that video clip, which I will share with you guys in the future, so be on the lookout for that for those of you interested, is well, you can tell it's actually down a, sl a slight slope, and there's a little dry creek bed that runs uh, uh, parallel with the camera footage, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, the, 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 the creature comes from the right side of the camera into the left side of the camera and off into the woods, which I don't want to give that away, but that'll be a, a really, really interesting point in a future video. Okay. <laughs> um, but because there's that slope, obviously when you're trying to size something, you got to look at the footage because that's all you have. And you're trying, is there, and this was a year away from, according to him, it was a year prior, right? So is that tree even still there? I don't know. We have to go look at it. So I did. And I went in the daytime, I wanted it to be clear, and I had my tape measure, and sure enough, there's like a, I don't know what type of tree it is, I'm not a, uh, an arborist, Yeah. Uh, but there's a tree there, and there is a limb on that said tree. I go back, I look at the clip, make sure, okay, it's kind of a little bit, you, it, it's, it, the, the trail camera was quite far away, and I'll show you guys that, but I found that limb. So my measurements are roughly... But when I say roughly, we're talking maybe a few inches, mm -hmm. maybe a few inches, because I, I could I could get it down to that. So I took it out there. I measured to the limb. There's a little bit of a slope that comes down. I did the math there. I measured everything. And it's about a foot and a half incline. So okay. where he would where this creature would have been walking. Would have been a foot and a half difference from what the camera was shooting from because of the incline. Gotcha. Because yep. of the incline. So I automatically tacked that on roughly a foot and a half, okay? And I measured to that limb, and the measurement that I got was eight feet, nine inches tall. And what crossed that limb? What, like his top of his head, or did something cross it? it? From what I could tell, if you look at the footage, there's that little limb, that tree, uh, almost the top of the head. That's what I was looking to shoot, what would have been the head. Yeah. From the top of the head, a rough estimate of, of, of eight, nine. So you can deduct, I, I would say, a few inches maybe. I'm comfortable in saying that this thing was probably every bit of eight and a half feet. Okay. But, but even if it was only eight, eight that's foot. my yeah. argument here. When I looked up what is the average for, for people that might say this is a hunter, there's literally about 25 people in the world that are eight foot tall. Okay, mm -hmm. so if you've got a, a ghillie or you've got your camos on, we're really starting to narrow this down that this is a human being. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm calling it eight and a half feet just to be on the and safe he, side because and, and I'm it, sure when you watch the video, it's a smooth walk. It's not like he stepped up on something like a rock and then walked down, you know, he, right. It's cleared. It, it's he, 
whatever it is, walk. So even, I don't know what tree growth is in a year, but even if it is, it's not going to be a foot and a half, right? <laughs> right. So uh, no, not, it's just, not these, this tree, uh, that it was basically still standing there. Um, I, I, there's still more I have to look at, but I would say you're probably uh, talking about, we'd have to know the species of tree, obviously. Right. Uh, but it is in a very shaded area. It's an undergrowth type of tree. So it's not the main trees. It's like the, gotcha. what you'd call like sagebrush or something. Yeah. Like a sapling. You're, you're maybe only talking a few inches every year uh, of growth. That's why I'm saying, but I can confirm, even if I sit here and say eight and a half feet was, it was over. That was my measurement, as I said. Yeah. But even at eight feet. Yeah. Even at 7.8 feet. Yeah. You're still talking something that is way larger than uh, more than the average human being, right? This is this is an oddity. Um, so me, what was interesting about the measurement, again, with the carcass, like we talked about already, the bedded down area, uh, the trees knocked down. Uh, it, it, would a hunter do all that? that that's a question. That's a question also that's not even supposed to be on the property, right. keep in mind, right? You went out here. Somebody illegally went on property yeah. to do what? You know what I mean? They're, right. they're hunting, and then they're – it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't – you <laughs> – I, I, like I said, I leave it up to a lot of other people, but as of right now, we've got something – at least eight feet tall, but my, I gave you my exact yeah. measurement, but give or take a little bit. I've never seen a ghillie suit that looked like that. Yeah. Now so we, yet, go ahead. I, I, I think we could do further analysis into the video. And I have, I've zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in. Um, I've looked at ghillie suits as I'm sure you've seen them in the past. Yeah. They're more commonly made out of like a burlapy material or a nylon material. Mm hmm. Uh, the ones that I can find, when I zoom in onto this, it looks like the pic the, the, the pixel is it that the right thing? Like yeah. the pixelation of the photo uh, still indicates a fur to me, like a fur, like a. Uh, that's just me. So if there's a ghillie suit that exists, plus even the, the and it, again, please the, the length of the arms is not human length of arms. No, right? not at all. Um, Any go ahead. If you and if you're wearing a ghillie suit, the ghillie suits are actually they're a little bigger, right? So if you get I've worn one before, um, but they're not unless you got one way bigger than you're supposed to be wearing. Yeah, they're you're still going to see a fingertip because they're you know what I mean. There there's gloves that come with them, so that the sleeves aren't going to be that long. You're not going to have a ghillie suit sleeve hanging past your kneecap, right? Um, so I mean, there's just a lot of things. Is it possible? Sure. It's, but it's more unlikely, in, yeah. in my opinion. I, I, I don't think this is a hunter. Um, I don't think it's a bear. We don't have bears here. I looked into that, which brings up another interesting point. We yeah. did have a, because um, I remember even talking about this to you mm -hmm. uh, when we started talking about getting into, the, you know, you know, we had a guy over in Zanesville, Ohio, back in... 2009, was it? Yeah, so I think it just let me set this up real quick. So, yeah. uh, look, uh, he wants to. I, I'm up here in Maine. He's in Indiana, right? So, I don't know exactly what Maine has. So, he's like, look, 
we got this stuff from the Bigfoot. I've been out there in the day, and I'm looking to do a night investigation and spend the night, set up a tent, and even if I got to spend a couple days out there or something, whatever, right? Whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> my first question is, I'm like, well, dude, what do you have? Like, do you have mountain lion? I mean, you know, do you have bears? Do you have coyotes? Do you have wolves? Like, what are you there? And he's like, well, we, you know, we don't really have bears. We don't really have this. So that's not a big deal. But, but he says, and <laughs> then go ahead, go ahead with the story. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? What do you mean, but? Go ahead. So, so basically, and this was, this was crazy. And, and some of you guys listening to this, if you're, I mean, even if you live in West Virginia, all the way up to Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio, basically all the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Right? So back in about 2009, I think I got that right. It was roughly in that time frame. Some guy in Zanesville, Ohio, collected exotic animals. He had like a zoo. Yeah, he had like this zoo. He had a couple bears. He had uh, Bengal tigers. Didn't he have a couple baboons? Chimpanzee. I think he, he had a couple monkey species. Like, uh, uh, but anyway. Ooh, I wonder if he. Go ahead. But <laughs> wonder if so he anyway. Had this guy freaks out, I guess. I don't know what the hell happens. Uh, laws were kind of pressing down. That was the, that was the rumor why it all happened, uh, kind of like the Joe Exotic thing. They all flipped out because uh, the government wanted to take the right to have these dangerous animals. So this guy knew that they were coming out there uh, to basically seize his animals. So what he did, he uh, uh, freed all the animals, killed himself. So uh, now we have... Yeah. We have animals... We have, that have to be dispatched. We're going to use the word dispatched. Go ahead. Dispatched, yeah. We, we, we got these, and this was a big deal. There were people reporting. Uh, some of you guys have heard of Kings Island. It's an amusement park right in Mason, Ohio. Um, that people were going out to their cars in the morning and seeing like freaking tigers. So the police were like, please stay in your house. Yeah, cougars. Cougars. Um, I, I mean, some serious animals here. Serious oh, animals. Deadly. And are now looking for something to eat because they were probably fed and now they don't know what to do. So now they're looking at, at, it's like, I'm like, what, what? I, I, I had no idea of this story. So he, this is not far from, right. with the, you know, this, this one from your house and two, this area that you're investigating. Um, oh, I mean, they, they found a damn bear not far from the Ohio river. Like it, it, it was, it, I mean, you could read about this, but it was the point I'm getting to here. Is this is I'm a realist, right? Like yeah. there, there is the possibility. Now, state officials and the government and well, yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. Uh, claim that they have dispatched all these animals. Yeah. Well, it's it's <laughs> kind of a widely expressed opinion in multiple states, even still to this day, that no, they didn't, because they didn't even know the true number of animals this guy had. Yeah. And can, uh, so then I go out and pull out a map, and I'm like, okay. Here's camp. Here's zoo. And I'm like, bro, it's even closer. It's even closer. The, the yeah. area that you're looking at is uh, a pretty good distance closer than you are. So you're safer in your house than you will be in a tent. But of course, like I said, I'm not telling nobody. Go. Yeah. So we're doing some calculations here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're closer, bro. This thing is yeah. like closer. So I'm like, OK, either way. I just thought that was that was interesting. He's like, no, we don't have that many dangerous and nothing here, nothing except for the zoo that got loose and there's some tigers and lions right. and cougars and I'm like, what? 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 I just wanted to throw that in there as like a caveat, right? Because it was yeah. now in a, in reality, um, unless that was now the guy did have bears. Yeah, we know he had bears. Yeah, we he know did. that he had uh, a chimpanzee. Yeah. 
I think he had a couple baboons. And again, I'm like, okay, this is a far stretch. Mm. But it's possible because this did happen. This is documented. It happened. Could people be seeing uh, a bear walking for a few feet upright? Yeah. That'd have to be a really big bear. Well, yeah. and, and you know, uh, like, Their sightings could be. This sighting, I don't believe it is. No, right? Because no, because now they now because they are saying they did dispatch all the bears. Yeah, uh, they did dispatch the the primates is what that's referred to because they can't be harmful. Right. As far as sicknesses and stuff to humans, they don't want those all running. So basically, I just say that because it is an interesting point. So some sightings people might be getting that are questionable. It could be an animal that's still out there. Correct. This particular footage. I, I, I still don't think that would even yeah, fit. I don't need I just uh, thought it was funny that you wanted to go even yeah. closer to this to this zoo thing and you're I, and I'm like, hey, you know, oh no, we don't have anything dangerous. Except the bears no. and lions and tigers <laughs> and panthers and cougars. I'm like, what yeah, are you talking they, about? Well that that got out a couple of years ago, but I think I'm like, oh, okay. Good luck. Um, they could still be out there. We don't know. Yeah. So that was just a funny That's, portion of this. So yeah, so we're gonna move in closer to the to the zoo that got loose. Um, and we're going to try, you're going to set up some camp, but you, like I said, you went out there during the day, you did some measurement, came back with approximately eight foot. Um, and like we said in, in, in the early portion, you have bedding down areas, which again, could be anything you have some type of dead, uh, or bones from, a some type of canine that was left in, you know, obviously, um, in one spot, you know, completely in one area, you know, scattered a little bit, but definitely in, in one area. Right. Did you, besides that, has there anything at this moment, is there anything else that you basically have found, footprints or anything like that at this point? Not yet. Uh, so, so this is the, th here's the plan and, and it might be different from what, and I do want to get into that a little bit. Yeah. You know, because just like I said with the paranormal, there's a lot of, uh, uh, I'll say fellow researchers like us out there and, and they're so quick to write off everything. Mm-hmm. And then call what they find as evidence as oh that's legitimate you know and and so but that's another reason I wanted to say that because I'm pushing this as far as I can yeah like I'm not just going out there uh, and, and and just hiking down a trail like I'm looking for bedded down areas I'm looking for hair I'm looking for footprints I'm going to try to communicate mm -hmm. you know and, and so uh, but not yet what we have now is what I've said. Uh, we're currently the weather's not cooperating, but uh, so tomorrow I'm gonna be working on that, uh, getting ready for the nighttime. And mm -hmm. I literally want to sit out there, try to communicate, is what I'm gonna try to do. That's gonna be my first, um, you know, try to get some kind of communication, get something to rustle around. It mm -hmm. that's what I'm gonna try for. Um, the other thing is, is this property meets up with you know, kind of butts up with, and I've looked at this on, you know, you can look at Google maps and you can yeah. see where forests go. Um, it's basically connects to an endless forest that is called the Hoosier national forest. And if any of you guys are uh, familiar with that, it's, it's literally, I, I don't know right off, but I know it's a couple hundred miles of Southern Indiana, almost up to Brown County, Bartholomew County. Um, a very, very vast space. And I'm excited to tell you guys this too. Uh, and you, Sage, because mm -hmm. 
I started reading into a lot of these Bigfoot sightings in the state of Indiana. Well, what does Indiana have? A lot of people don't know this. Indiana is home of more underground caves than anywhere else in the United States. Um, you've got Mammoth Cave. I mean, it is endless. So when we're talking logically, where could these um, cryptids be staying out of the sight of the general populace? Mm -hmm. Cave systems. Um, so I'm basically, I want to explore all of that because in my mind, it's very possible that these, uh, Bigfoot are branching out, right? They probably don't stay in these places that are closer to civilization. They just come into them from time to time, but they live and that's only about 25 miles. Uh, and so very exciting. I can't wait to get into that. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to communicate. We're gonna try to look for footprints. Uh, I didn't find any hair on on in the daytime. I I can't. I mean, I don't want to confirm it because I could have missed it. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as I could tell, uh, there was no fur around. There, there's no fences around because that's commonly where people will find that or tree limbs that are dead and really hard right. where it'll cut them. Or, um, but yeah, that's the plan. Um, it's just to get one more thing, if, if I can. One more thing, because in my opinion right now, the footage, the bed down era, the broken trees, the bones, um, along with all the reports in this general area in the past 30 years, mm -hmm. the missing animals, the like I've said, it's, it's, it's very possible, <laughs> very possible that, 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 that I think we'll find something else. I really do. I hope we do, but I think we will. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, on your part, you're basically, because it's funny too, because we've got, you've got an all, you bought an all wheel drive van, an Astro yep. van, right? Um, that you're basically going to be kind of gearing up for uh, an exploration van. Um, mm -hmm. You got the studio. So once you get that, you're going to put this stuff out and you've got, you know, you're starting to pick up equipment. So it's, it's, it's not just something where you're just, you know, walking in the woods. It, this is something that you're looking to do. Um, to look into things like this and others, but exploration portion, um, and then also paranormal and cryptids falls under paranormal. Well, can, but can I add add something though? No, because not at all. Go ahead. The, I I had a, a and you know this again. Yeah. We you know we watch a lot of fellow paranormal hunters and and cryptid hunters. We're always trying to research, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a couple con not comments made to me, but just in general that. Uh, one particular person that does cryptid investigations are actually two. Well, this is fake and this is real, or this is this and this is this, and I've been doing it this long. So just to hammer that home, I have spent thousands and endless hours perfecting, I guess you'd call my craft, so that yeah. I can research into this. It's a genuine interest. I don't mm -hmm. do this for... I don't do this for any other reason, but basically to fulfill my own questions. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, you know, the studio's almost done. Uh, it's been a, a work in progress for a couple of months. Uh, the van is a work in progress, but it, I've been working on it. it. It's like, I'm trying to, it's really not for anybody else. I mean, sorry to say, it's mm -hmm. like, I want to know answers to these questions. You know, that, that's it. And I want to best equip myself to go find those answers. And um, I, I, I get, 
I think the reason you're saying that is we've had a lot of people say, you know, I've done it for 15 years and anybody, you know well, what I mean? Like, I think the thing is, is that this is, you're pushing forward to find out this says, look, one, if, if we can figure something out, we're going to get the gear to help us figure something out. Right. A, a lot right, of the right, finding right. this stuff is going out there and actually doing it. But a big, right. some of the stuff that we talk about, you know, off the air that I thought would be mentioned is there are people that the minute that they're out there doing it, right? And the minute somebody brings some but something that that was brought to them or they found or whatever, it's like, oh, that's a hoax, and that's or that's right. crap. And and the question is, well, well, why you say that? And it's like, well, Bigfoot doesn't walk like that. Well, how the hell do you know, right? That's what you were saying. Bro, right? God, I could go for hours on well, this. Well, it, 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 yeah, it, go it's ahead. It, so basically. I've done a lot of reading. You know this. Yeah. And and I've talked to certain people already. And by the way, just as a side note, I have gotten a hold of somebody uh, that is uh, capable of researching and doing scientific tests. Um, so in the event that I find something, I, I finally got somebody on, on, on board with this. Yeah. Uh, and it, it turned out to be a close family friend, and I didn't even realize it. So All I right. actually have somebody that's going to college to be a scientist uh, that can help assisted this so just to add to that i'm not i'm not just going out there finding something oh this is what it is i'm going to put it to the test just like i did my paranormal equipment like we talked about earlier yeah. right i, I want to be able to trust in what i'm doing but um uh i i we don't have enough and i i hate saying this that's why i paused right there it's like it, it's hard for me to say it because i know you're gonna people don't like to hear this but we don't actually have a Bigfoot in captivity that we've modeled, right? That we know of. That we know. That, 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 that we know of. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 you know, right. I'm just going factual here as far as I can find that says, well, Bigfoot walks with a six foot stride. Okay. Well, hold on just a second. Now, you know how tall I am. I'm six foot four. Yeah. Okay. Talking about an animal that's roughly uh, a foot and 10 inches taller than me. Yeah. On average. My stride's only about two and a half feet. Yeah. And that's when I'm cooking. Where did we get this six-foot stride? It, it, that's my question. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, well, that's because their legs are longer typically than your legs are. You know, but I get it. But then, back to my original argument. Why is it six foot? Well, what if you say, well, because I've... I've got a right print and a left print and the distance between the right print and the left print on this very, on this situation is six foot. Right. And my, and my and answer to that is, well, did he, did he jump? Was he getting, was he climbing over something? Did he, I mean, I, yeah. I walk through the forest and there's times that I'll short stride because I don't want to trip. Right. Cause there's something in my way. Right. So I short stride, then take a, a longer step and then short. I mean, we adjust our strides based on the, Terrain, the inter yeah, the terrain that we're walking through. So I think good. Well, that's my point. Is it's like it's it's the general consensus, right? Like the belief from the general population is six foot stride, eight to twelve feet tall. His his hands are backwards, and he walks like he's um, I don't know, you know, you know what I mean. He, yeah. he walks very like cumbersome, like it's like. Well, wait a minute. And Sage and I talked about this one time uh, uh, on the phone because we had a conversation briefly around this. You would think a being like him would be very nimble. 
very capable of fast speeds, very agile yeah. because of the, the environment. Just because something's big does not mean it's slow and cumbersome. Right. Um, th this thing could probably definitely outrun you, uh, probably catch up to you running from it faster than you would think. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if it's trying to hunt, is it going to be walking in a six-foot stride? Or is it going to be lightly stepping around? It's not to make noise. or So, I mean, there's just all these things. I, I guess what I'm saying, I don't agree with the general idea that this is what he looks like. This is what he walks like. This is how tall he is every all the time. Uh, because we just don't have scientific proof of, the, of it. Right. Right? Like, we, we, don't, we don't know. I mean, we think. Do you think everything's being based on the Patterson films? I think so. And I, as a matter of fact, I watched a, a documentary on that. Yeah. Patterson basically, um, Patterson. So Patterson wasn't very legitimate. As, uh, uh, just hold on, just a second. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was just reading about it again before this. Yeah. What a coinky date, well, right? Well, we knew we were doing the show, so I, I could see. You so, we, well, we knew we were doing that, but. Yeah. Uh, right here, I got the uh, history.com pulled up. The FBI actually did a did, did a thing, uh, did an investigation. Yeah. Because uh, the FBI normally would not do an investigation into stuff like this. It not, has to well, be a criminal uh, case. Yeah, unless a Bigfoot's robbing banks and crossing state right. lines. But it says here that uh, uh, the, the 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 FBI agreed to help out Radford, which wanted to submitted this to be looked at by the FBI. Okay. They did an analysis of 15 hairs, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to go in that. But it does say in the documentary I watched that Patterson kind of did legitimize what we, or, or make legitimate what we thought uh, Bigfoot to be. The footprints, how it walked, the, the rough size. That's We know that. Yeah. It set the standard, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, the, the Patterson footage by itself wasn't really that well known until the footprints came after. You can actually read about that. And that's where we got that's the name what, Bigfoot. Yeah, and that's where we got the Bigfoot. It was yeah. like, oh, God, and shortly after, a guy submits castings of the, of the Bigfoot, and now we have the size of the foot, the stride, what it looks like, how it walks. I'm just saying, uh, if that's the proof we're going off of, here's my next question. How yeah. do we know all of them are the same way? Yeah, and you know, I all I'm trying to say here is, is I think I think we need to stop being yours is fake. This isn't right. This isn't this because we don't have enough information to say that either way. Right. You know, I'm looking for proof. Will I ever find it? I hope so. But I'm not going to discredit a damn thing. Uh, sorry, but you know anything. Yeah. Um. I, I I just can't, you know. I uh, I, I like I said, I've well, talked. So to you do you about believe? Like, uh, now again, like I said, you have Bigfoot, you have Sasquatch, you have Yeti, uh, you have Hairy Man. I mean, do you feel that they're they're all going to be the same, or would they be different according to? Oh no, absolutely not. It, I mean, just uh, to, uh, just sensibly, they couldn't be. You've got the Yeti, which is more northern, right? Yeah. Uh, colder conditions. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to have a, a lot more body fat. They're going to be bigger in mass, right? Yeah. They're going to have a lot more fur. 
Um, I would think something like that wouldn't walk very fast at all when yeah. you're dealing with mountainous ter uh, terrain, uh, glaciers, you know, fissures and cracks in the ice. These we 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 can sit here and think of these animals as it's like one size fits all. It's like aren't they intelligent beings? Beings? Well, that's what we're you know, yeah, that's what we're assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think they know how to navigate their terrain? And you would think that like a skunk ape, which you know that that's more the Florida, you know, in the in the uh, swampy areas. Yeah. The most of the time when a skunk ape has been reported or a sighting, they don't get over six foot tall. They're the size of a human. Right. You know, uh, then you go over, what's it called? The Yawa, Yawa, uh, it's over in uh, the Himalayas. They call it something different. They're reporting that thing as tall as 12 foot. Um, so to, your, to answer your question, Sage, I think every one of them are different. I mean, is a why do you think a grizzly bear, polar bear, black bear, brown bear, are all different sizes? They're, they're different locations. They're different environments. They're dif there's different diets. They eat different animals. Right. Um, but for some reason, every time we get a Bigfoot on film or somebody shows a picture or a clip of a possible or something, well, it's not eight foot tall. Well, the feet aren't big enough. The fur is not the right color. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, this is what I'm saying. This is kind of my argument. Yeah. How can you definitively say, looking at a piece of footage, that it is or isn't, if you're basing it off of, for example, I'm not saying, but like Patterson. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the Patterson Bigfoot's going to be exactly the same as a Bigfoot in Maine? Maybe, but probably not. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah. I, yeah, and I, and I think that was, like I said, so when we, again, because this is the stuff that I remember putting this out um, and are showing this and, and sharing this, and, and I got one reply that, oh, it's a hunter. I, I think it's a hunter. And, and that's why you went out and you measured. And, and we said, Jesus Christ, if it's a hunter, I'm more scared of him uh, than anything. Yeah, oh, got God. We have an eight foot tall hunter with arms that are down to his kneecaps. So it's like, you know, standing. I can barely scratch my back. I look like a T-Rex. And this guy's got arms that he can wrap around twice. It looks like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, right. the, 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 maybe not a hunter, um, but what it is. So I think that's a big factor too. Like, I don't mind people saying, well, I think it's this. Cause that's an opinion. That's what, that's what we all want. We want opinions. We want to throw it out there, and we want to say, okay, well, let's see if it is a hunter. Let's see if we can measure it. Let's see if there's boot prints. You know, is it regular foot? You know, because if you're a hunter, you're not walking around barefoot. So if if we file in this trail, next thing you know, there's big feet. Well, if Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Who's walking around barefoot? So right. I think that's one of the problems that we also. You're right. It's one of the problems that we have is what what's the criteria for the visuals. Right? right now, when you, and that's where you say, okay, is it are all of them the same height? I mean, do they come out of the womb eight foot tall? I mean, you know, you know what I mean. So <laughs> it's like at some point, you know, are we looking at what age of this are we looking at? Are we looking at a full grown? Are we looking at an adolescent? Are we looking at a an elder one? Is is the is the twenty five year old Bigfoot going to walk the same as the 75-year-old baby? I'm not going to walk. The, I don't walk the same, and I'm 47 compared to when I walked, you know, when I was 25. So do they walk the same based on age? I, I would think rheumatism is something they are concerned with likewise. Yeah, like I mean, us, right? you're slower moving, you're, you're closer paced because you don't want to, you know, fall on your face and, and because things don't heal the same. When I was 25, I'm running 100 miles an hour playing, you know, hockey and tennis and didn't really give a crap. Uh, later on in life, it's like, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm killing myself, get out of bed sometimes. But it's like, 
I, I think that there's just a lot of different factors that pe- we're all putting this in and saying, nope, it's not because of this. Well, well, I mean, we could really go down a rabbit hole, too. And I kind of briefly told you about this. I had a guy uh, come on my channel about two years ago. I think it was about two years ago. I had a small channel back then. It's not around anymore. And he was in the Army. He was a, a Grenada, uh, uh, the Grenada conflict veteran. And part of his training, uh, he lives in California now. Part of his training was up in Vancouver, Washington. You're probably familiar yeah. with how it looks. Very tall ferns. Yep. Huge trees. You know, it's just like a whole, it's a prehistoric world, as people will describe it. And they did training up there. Um, and I'm just saying what he said. Uh, I'm not, I, I wasn't there, but he came on. It was about an hour and a half inter- interview where I was just, he was talking about it, uh, where the military, he claims, uh, briefed them that there are cryptids here. And if you see them, uh, just leave them alone. They're not here to hurt you. We are aware of their presence, this, that, and the other. And he led in to tell me that they had a communication and a visual with uh, two of them, mm-hmm. um, him and a couple other military guys. So there was multiple you know, witnesses to it. Um, but the point of bringing this up is he believes, and this is what I'm saying, this can go down a huge rabbit hole, Yeah. Um, that, that Bigfoot and ghosts and all this are... Nephilim, right? That they are actually spiritual beings that are in a, uh, how do you say that? Say they're in a different uh, dimension Dimensions, and yep. they can, they can move in and out of uh, their dimension into ours and, and so on and so forth. I like everything you just said, because that's the logical thoughts for us. You know, they grow, yeah. they get older, but if they're Nephilim, doesn't it, it could possibly mm-hmm. exclude all the normal parameters. Oh, you absolutely. Think about, absolutely. Right. Like, they, they, maybe they never are young. If they're Nephilim, they're spiritual and being, maybe they can just will themselves as an eight-foot being right out of the gate. Correct. Right? And here Absolutely. they are in our realm. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities, and this brings up another interesting point. I've seen other people do it a little bit. Uh, we are going to be changing up how we investigate for Bigfoot now uh, because I want to explore that Nephilim lane, right? Yeah. Like, uh uh, so we're going to start using some certain electronics and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I think, like you said, man, there's, there's just no way for me as a, I consider myself a Bigfoot researcher as well as a paranormal. Mm-hmm. I can't turn on somebody else's uh, YouTube channel or their, wherever they're putting it or their radio show or whatever and say, oh, that's not a Bigfoot. I can't say that. Yeah. I don't have enough information to to say that right there's just too many places it could be nephilim it could be uh a, a, it could just be anything now there are but, some hoax i mean there's some easy hoax that if you know hey well he's only wearing right. a mask and the rest of his body's human well okay we got you you know what i right. you know what i mean so or hey yeah um that you know you just put footprints there because uh we just you know somebody watched you put footprints there right i mean it, it is right. a possibility that we're not saying all but the issue is is that i think when when you when we do when people do have stuff like this it, it's worth to go out and that's half the fun too also right going out mm-hmm. and possibly being the one that finds something and and then oh, the yeah. people who watch they start to they they see your excitement so they get excited and 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 the entertainment value of you going out there just to hope and even if it's even if it's not it's like oh 
right? right? All right, maybe the next one. Let's try it again. And I think that's also what a lot of people who are out here doing this, you're starting to see, they see that, that you're, all you're doing is bashing these people. All you're doing is bashing this bit. All you're doing is bashing. Because people want, want the excitement of going out and, and looking for it, going out and being a part of the hunt without the gun. Right. Being right. a part of the investigation, the detectionary thing and stuff like that. And, and I just see a lot of that. Um, and when it's uh, look, somebody submitted this. They don't know what it is. They gave it to you. You don't know what it is. Let's go look. Right. Let's. And I mean, there's people that are be like, you know, they walk past a cave and they're like, I'm not going in there. And then there's people like, you know, give me my flashlight. I'm in there. I'm in there. What the hell is that? What could be down right. there? What treasures could be down there? And and I think that's the type me and you are. We're, I, I'm like, where's my flashlight? You know what I mean? It's like, th- well, you're going to climb down into there? I sure am. Do I fit? Well, maybe. Maybe not anymore as much as I used to when I was a kid. But I still make the attempt to dig the hole out a little bit bigger. And I'm, I'm, it's about, like you say this a lot, it's about the passion to want to do this. And, yeah. and, and want to go out and just because what happens if when you find it, right? What happens when you find it? So I think that's a big part, too, that it, it's exciting. And, and, you know, I like I said, I, I watch the videos and I can't go anyplace, right? Um, I've talked about this before that um, my wife has panic attacks, claustrophobia, gorophobia, and we can't really leave the house. So I do everything. And my, my job is the research, electronics, and stuff like this. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, there's a lot of times I'm directing him that basically, or, or you're coming up with ideas and we're like, just like you said, Oh, we need to take a K2 meter. We need to take this. We need to check this out too. And I, I think that's the, that's what makes it work. Makes the incitement good of, of the, yeah. of the hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and just like you were saying, it's like what you, you've now got, you want to go out. I mean, what do you want to do now? Like what's your next steps to, 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 to fully investigate? This oh, thing? God, uh, this, um, you, you, well, you kind of know me, my brain's all, I'm excited for everything. Like, like, you know, it's funny too, because even if it's a poacher out there, you're going to scare the crap out of him. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because if you're out there doing this and you jump up saying, I got you Bigfoot. And he's like, you know, you might get shots. You might want to wear a vest, but either way. Um, but no, but yeah, what's your next plans to go out and find and actually find out what this, this was. So the next one is. And I've kind of already kind of gave it away. If people, if people, you know, is it's very intriguing to me the cave systems. Now I am terrified of two things in my life, um, and that's the other thing. Uh, you, you could, I don't have to prove myself to people. I take it seriously. Like I, I enjoy this. Right, I have a yeah. passion for it. I cannot stand tight, confined places, right. and for whatever reason, dams like like water dams. Like I, 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 they freak me out. Right. I don't know why. So I don't have a problem but, with tight confined spaces. Like I said, in the coast guard, I was in the engine rooms and things like that. Uh, water, like if I, even though I was in the coast guard drowning is, it would be, is one for me. Yeah. Well, I think the dams because of, uh, when water is, um, very forceful. Yeah. If something like that, I, anyway, but that's just a side note. There's two things I'm scared of. And that's basically, not all confined spaces, yeah. but caves, definitely so. Caves, well, you've got uh, a 3.5 million metric tons of rock above you. If yeah. anything shifts slightly, you're in trouble, right? Yeah, I so, can see that. But 
the next thing where I want to take this, specifically in my area, and I've kind of explained the reason why. In my mind, if you're trying to find something, mm -hmm. and, and it's this specifically Bigfoot, you have to understand your topography, right? Yeah. Like you, it, where you're at, it's different everywhere. Where would he hide, or he, you know, she? Where, where would they? Um, where would they hide? And here in Indiana, there it's it's fairly flat. There's hills. It's mo mostly farming and agri agriculture. But you get into southern India, about Indianapolis down, you get a lot of gorges and underwater cave systems and caverns and uh, cave like you know. And uh, I'm like, man, if I was really gonna find something like this, so I started reading. Sorry, I'm getting a little caught, but it's yeah, good. Um, I started reading and I started looking in certain counties, like where the Hoosier National Forest goes in. Okay, how many miles wide is this roughly? Uh, you know, unoccupied, you get sometimes as much as 25, 30 straight miles of forest where there's no houses, Yeah. right? And there's cave systems and all this. Well, where would Bigfoot reside? In my opinion, there. So it's like, that's next. After this is all said and done, it, it's definitely already fueled my desire to look further, right? Just like the paranormal Bridgewater. I'm never going to stop. Yeah. Like, but the next after this, my goal is to hit the caves, deep woods, like the middle of nowhere. Um, really put myself in a place that I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Because if I, I really feel if you're going to, if you're, if you're not willing to put yourself in some, I guess, just dangerous places, yeah. just don't do it. Because it's, if I were Bigfoot, that's where I'd be. I'd be 100 foot back in a cave in a wooded location that the nearest house is 10 miles away. Mm -hmm. That's where I would stay. Um, so that that's kind of the goal with it is now if you're talking about long term, oh, God, I don't know. I would, I would love to go to... Uh, Washington State, you know, I would love to go to the Rocky Mountains and places like that. But right now here, definitely caves. Uh, southern Indiana is the next focal point. And then in the near future. And that was because uh, because even looking at like looking, mapping and checking things out and things like that and charting it out and, and Coast Guard term, uh, the, the area that you're at, it's it's eventually easily could be heading south for the winter, could be doing this, could be following, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, migrate wherever the, the animals are going for, you know, migration purposes and things like that. Cause we, well, you know, it's got to eat, got to drink. So that underground tunnels with water is, you know, it, it would be, I could easily see that as potential. Now you're looking to, you've got a couple that you're going to be putting out. You did a, another uh, investigation and have you done the nighttime yet? Not yet. Some, some of the parts like the measuring, I've got a lot of the, uh, the, the front and the back, but the actual overnight stay, no. Um, so what's your kind of plans with that? That is, um, I'm, again, I'm kind of freaked out by it, uh, but by myself, um, I, obviously not all night. I'm not going to say until sun up, but I, I basically want to get out there at about 10. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say something on the side. I've done a lot of reading on this, and I'm not saying Bigfoot is a nocturnal hunter. I'm not saying that that, but I've read a lot of cases where a majority of the sightings are at night. So that gives me the idea that it, it might be a nocturnal hunter. Uh, 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 
I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Why? Uh, but for some reason, I think at night when it comes to Bigfoot might just be your best time. So that's, I want to go out at night. Um, I, uh, tree knocking. I want to try that some type of communication. I'm not good with calls. I've never, <laughs> so I'm going to work with what I have. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try to do about half the night where it was spotted on the trail cam. Um, obviously it was a year distance. Is yeah. it possible that it's still there? Yes. But is it likely? I don't know. Are they constantly migrating? I don't know. I would think they are right They're, You know what, you know Maybe. what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, are, it's hard to say it. And that's why I said, there's, there, there's so much open possibilities here that, like I said, so, I mean, are, are you setting up a tent? Are you spending days? Are you just kind of going Oh, yeah. Out? Oh, yeah. I think that this is going to be, I think it would be stupid for me to think that I'm going to be able to get my answers in one night. Yeah. Uh, but but the, 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 fir the first video of a night investigation, you know, the night investigation that I'm going to do is, is a half a night, basically, where it was spotted. And I told you that the forest basically connects with it. Uh, and then I basically want to go probably stay a majority of the time in a very remote location in the middle of Hoosier forest, mm -hmm. um, and try there because just in my mind, I think, I think that they're just visiting these satellite locations, so to speak. Family I don't too. think they're staying there. I don't think, I wouldn't think they would. Why, why, why would a Bigfoot, uh, stay 30 miles from Cincinnati as a crow flies when he could stay a hundred miles away. So th that's kind of like my logic behind it. So, but I think this is going to last quite some time. Mm. Uh, there's so much area, so much area. And as I've told you, I read a lot of reports mm -hmm. and they're just so spaced out. There's no way in hell that I could do this in a year if I did it. Every, you know what I mean? So it's, there's a lot of work ahead. It, that's what I'll say. And I, I guess in the near future, that's where it's headed. As far as the Bigfoot investigations go, uh, at least a couple years in, around here, because there's just so many reports of it. Uh, there's a couple good pieces of footage. Now I, I'm convinced I have. It's not mine, but yeah. from a guy. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a while. Uh, it's going to be a while. So that's what's in the future. So for what do you got? <clears throat> what are you running for um, equipment? I mean, I, I, are you putting out trail cams or what? Like, what type of stuff do you? Oh God, yeah, we got uh, uh, multiple trail cams, multiple multiple GoPros, uh, the, every piece of uh, SLS camera. Well, you see, you know, SLS cameras, night vision, uh, thermal, uh, all your normal paranormal paranormal uh, uh, equipment. We've mm -hmm. got that. I'm going to start implementing some of that because. I think if you're not looking at least a little bit into the Nephilim that you're not, why not? Right. Yeah. Because there, there's like half the Bigfoot camp that I, mean, I don't even know the exact numbers, but just as many Bigfoot researchers I've talked to that just think it's an actual, you know, a, a being like us, there's like half of them that think it's the Nephilim. Uh, so I would think you would use the same equipment you would for ghost hunting to try to find Nephilim, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. So that's the equipment we use. Uh, Ovulus, uh, K2 meters, REM pods, uh, night vision, thermal, SLS cameras, uh, trail cameras. The list goes on. So There's no stops. <laughs> what do you think? 
obviously is you know someone that is it's open-minded where you're not you're not 100 percent convinced i'll be honest i'm more convinced that there is than there isn't uh but what do you feel bigfoot actually is your opinion your opinion my opinion i think uh okay and i'm big on watching nature shows too i always have right more specifically marine biology marine um, we didn't discover the Greenland shark until 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. We didn't even know that species exist. Um, the, uh, uh, what's the, 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 the angler fish. We didn't know the angler fish existed. Yeah. Until, we just figured I, out a turtle not long ago. That's on the yeah. close islands that we didn't. Right. Know. Okay. So just to use the ocean as an, as, as an example, right? Yeah. We got the Mariana trench, which is basically as deep as Everest is is tall yeah deepest part of the ocean yeah we can't explore it right so we look at places like the yak valley or kodiak the the kodiak valley up in canada and places like that right Mm -hmm. you can't a human being can't even get in there without 30 days of travel how many people are actually going in there to explore and discover not many yeah okay uh we've got places like that believe it or not people in our own backyard red river gorge a lot of you have heard of Red River Gorge, Devil's yeah. Canyon to be specific. There's not many people that have been in certain areas of Red River Gorge. Some of the guides there say that if you wanted to discover every square foot of Red River Gorge, it would take a lifetime. So my opinion, getting to my point, mm-hmm. my opinion of Bigfoot is he's the Greenland shark. We just haven't found him yet. Um. I, that's what I'd have to say. I, I'm 99.9% sure Bigfoot's a Greenland shark or he's the angler fish. Um, that's it. I, I, I think it's 99.9% sure it's out there. What is it? Where does it come? I don't know. But in my opinion, it's just a primate um, that does a really good job at staying out of the, 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 the main, you know, the main focus. Yeah. Um, they live in places that we don't explore commonly. And that's why I think you see a hiker that's hiking the Appalachian Trail and they get up towards New England. That's, that's you know, and they're like, oh my God, what was that? Well, how many hikers are actually hiking the Appalachian Trail? I mean, there's probably a bunch, but not, it's not like the Walmart parking lot, right? On a day-to-day basis. Right. And I think that's why we get stuff like this every once in a while. We get an image or we get a noise or we get a response. Um, and it's usually from people that are out there in places where the majority of us aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, yeah, I, I'm very that he's out there. All right. We lost your camera, but you're still here. Okay, you're back now. Yeah. So this and this is where um, we're basically coming to the end here. So I wanted to throw this in. So what what can we expect in the very near future to be looking for on your on your YouTube channel, which is at best way to find it is at EPE twenty twenty three. Um, on and you've got YouTube and you've got some videos out there, uh, you know, uh, obviously the paranormal and then you've got some of the Bigfoot footage out there. So you guys can take a look. What is the next footage we should be looking for? Oh, that, that's the nighttime investigation, uh, cryptid night, night investigation. Uh, that's the very next one. That's what's uh, getting worked on right now. Uh, that's what you should expect. 
So basically the location where we got the measurements, uh, the measurements and all that, we're going to be doing it there. But as part the other half of it, yeah. we're going to be in a, com a completely different location that's along the same forest. Uh, and I want to try my luck out there. Uh, so that's what you can expect. Uh, that's the very next one that's being worked on now. All right. Well, let, let me do this. We're, we're about to cut it off here. So what you got anything last that you want to say to everybody uh, to kind of wrap this up? Uh, be open-minded. Um, what, you know, I don't know how to say it, but what, whatever you think Bigfoot is, don't be so sure that, that it is like, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sage? like, it's yeah, just, yeah it's, we, we don't, we don't have enough information to say no or yes. So be open-minded uh, use your common sense. Um, I, I guess go with your gut a little bit. And then most importantly, I would like to say to our community, and I'm not, nobody's done anything to me. I'm just saying in general in the community, the paranormal, the cryptid, ufology, uh, quit, quit telling somebody else that their work is less legitimate than yours for whatever reason that may be. We're all out here trying to find answers. We're all trying to do the best we can to research. That's what I would say. You're not doing this community any good by putting that out there. Um, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Be open-minded and get out there and explore more. You want to yeah. find answers? Get off the couch. <laughs> get off the phone, get off the TV, and get out there and look around. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'd say. And thanks, yeah. everybody, for watching and Absolutely. listening. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate that. Like I said, guys, uh, check his site out. It's Elysium Paranormal Exploration. Or you can just type in at EPE2023 on YouTube. Um, and you can check out these videos. You can subscribe and, and you know, give him a, a subscribe and start to follow him. And um, I, I think it's like I said, this is just it's stuff that we're just looking into. We're having a good time and we're and we're looking at this saying, what if or what about this or is it possible? And, and right. it's from those terms that great things are either discovered or found. Uh, they're right. not if you just say, nah, it ain't it. You know what I mean? And, and it's, that's part of, the, part of the fun is actually going out there and saying, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if. Right. And, and going out and seeing if, if you're right or if you're wrong. So I'm going to wrap this right. one up. Uh, you're listening to Sage on, from Sage Outcast Studios, and we are on Subspace Odyssey Radio. Thanks for joining again, and we'll see you guys next week. Sage Nobody's out. Safe. Nobody safe. Soon as we step out the cage, we raising all of the stakes. Make no mistake. Either you stay in your place or we put in you on a plate. Look at our face. We put the fear in the dirt. We had to struggle for change. Pick up the pace. We put in infinite work. That's why we stay getting paid. Y'all running late. We moving on to the next. You still been stuck in the phase. There's no debate. We